Hello, and welcome to Living Proof, the Isaac Newton Institute podcast. My name is Dan Aspel, and I'm your host. Today, myself and Dr. Christy Ma are speaking to Paramala Raman, the Kirk Distinguished Visiting Fellow for an ongoing INI program focused on K-theory. Paramala teaches at Emory University in Georgia, but has extensive experience of research in her home country of India, where she represents a significant role model for younger women beginning their careers in mathematics. We hope you enjoy the episode. So, uh, Christy Ma, we are here with Paramala Raman. It's a pleasure to have you here, Paramala. Thank you. And uh, I think we were going to begin our interview just by having a little introduction to you. So, as I mentioned in the intro to this episode, you are the Kirk Fellow for your program, which is the KAH program. Christy, could you remind me of the title of the KAH program, or at least the subject of it? Oh, it's all about K-theory, and it's the Kirk Distinguished Visiting Fellow. That is true. The Kirk (laughs) Distinguished Visiting Fellow, to give it its full title, absolutely. So, Paramala, you're here in quite a senior capacity. I would love to hear a little bit of your history as a mathematician. And, and, and if you could start when you first became interested in mathematics, I would love to hear that. When did you first discover mathematics? Oh, well, uh, already when I was in school, <laughs> I was interested quite a bit in ma- mathematics study. And um, at the end of my high school, my father wanted to know what I would like to continue my studies with. And I said... I'd like to continue with mathematics. <laughs> so he sort of said, that's fine. I mean, he, he is a very encouraging, he was a very encouraging person. He said, but perhaps uh, studying English or doing medicine will be better suited to you for your career. I mean, he was himself an English professor, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I said, uh, I certainly do not want to do medicine because I don't want to study biology. <laughs> and uh, English is fine, but perhaps I'll still do mathematics. <laughs> and he agreed. And so that's how I started uh, taking an undergraduate program in mathematics and, and so on, yeah. Um, and this was in southern India, is that it right? It was. I studied in a girls' high school in Chennai. We, um, uh, and um, my teachers were excellent and... They already uh, spotted some kind of uh, uh, spirit in me and tried to encourage me to continue with math and so yeah. Uh, what kind of environment would you say there was around mathematics for you at that stage in your life? W- would you did you encounter generally? Uh, did you generally encounter uh, encouragement amongst stu- uh, the other students and the teachers, the professors, and and and, and such? Um, I'm asking particularly because there is sometimes a gender imbalance in the attitudes towards mathematics. Girls are discouraged. Sure. Um, I studied in a girls' high school, so there is no distinction. And um, I went to a women's college, <laughs> and so there is no distinction. So, But my teachers were very, very, very encouraging uh, about my doing math. And uh, so that was a very, very, very encouraging and kind atmosphere both in high school and in college, especially one of my professors was really instrumental in 
my continuing a career in mathematics, doing PhD to start with. At that point, it was a big deal for a girl to go in for a PhD studies. And she said, you should not start teaching mathematics, but you should really go and explore uh, research before you come back to teach. So that's how it was really supportive, supportive my teachers in college. I think that's wonderful advice as well. It's very good. <laughs> yes, I mean, but for her advice, I might have turned to teaching math. And that's one of the things all my friends did at that time. So, But I did go to Tata Institute to do my uh, research in mathematics. And that was, again, a challenging atmosphere. And, right, and yeah, I, I, I didn't find any kind of... Um, gender issue when I was doing my PhD. Of course, there were very few girls compared to boys and almost all the faculty were men. But I don't even think I thought of these issues at that time. It didn't matter for me. And I was encouraged as much as others, other students. So it didn't make much of a difference for me. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you are now at Emory. Um, so you are Arts and Sciences Distinguished Professor of Mathematics um, at Emory and you were previously... Um, uh, Asa Giggs Candler Mathematics Chair. So what brought you to Emory? Well, I mean, there were a bunch of young mathematicians at Emory who were interested in my uh, coming to Emory at some point. And um, it was very um, tempting. And uh, of course, behind all my move was a personal reason that my son was uh, working in the U.S. He went to study in U.S. and continued working. And I, we thought for some, at some point in time we could be closer geographically to our son than from India. So that was the personal reason behind my moving, besides the academic reasons. That's lovely. And did it work <laughs> out? Did he actually it, come and visit you? And it worked out you? very, very well. Oh. <laughs> I'm so happy for it. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And um, <clears throat> mathematics was always a very natural choice for you it seems you know, your father asked you would you rather do other things and he said no nope, absolutely certain i want to study mathematics can you describe why you love mathematics and what draws you to it why, why did you choose it for certain well i mean um, i mean i didn't have as much uh, education in mathematics from home or extra encouragement from the school I mean, it's just the routine kind of things i learned so however i mean i just sort of, uh, I liked uh, uh, problems in Euclidean geometry, solving riders we used to call it and so I sort of, it was some kind of a natural for me compared to other studies so I really wanted to pursue and try to learn mathematics and and of course uh, when I went to Tata Institute my prime motive was to learn as much mathematics as possible because I have heard about the kind of mathematics that goes that went on in Tata Institute, and I was very inspired to study in such an institution. And yeah, so that is uh, that's how I went to Tata Institute to do my PhD. Mm. Uh, one thing that we find very commonly, I would say, Christy, um, with lots of the people that we interview, is uh, a struggle against the gender imbalance, which you've referred to there. You said that there were uh, the faculty was entirely male. It didn't, you know, didn't occur to you in your own words. It didn't damage your education at all. But it can be very difficult for people to find role models and other figures like them who they can draw inspiration from. Um, do you find that you have become that figure for younger women in India? I 
do understand it because uh, many times uh, there are requests for me to give talks to various fora of women mathematicians and so i enjoy doing it whenever it is possible yeah it is uh, it is uh, i feel very honored to have this uh, kind of impact on young women and uh, uh, i do make an effort to try to whatever forum possible uh, explain what it is to have a career in mathematics right and my own experiences hmm. <laughs> and i mean how do you feel about having a career in mathematics would you ever change if you could go back and choose a different path no i don't think i would choose another career <laughs> you know i i enjoy doing what i want on top of it uh, i'm even paid for it <laughs> so <laughs> it's a very enviable position <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't think I would think of another career even given a chance. So something I would love to ask you about if I may. Um so I read an uh an old interview that um you did um at Emory that talked about um uh, how um at times you followed your husband's career at times he followed your career and i know that the two body problem is that was an issue for you a few years ago but it's still a very current issue for for many of our participants here and i would love for you to talk a little bit about my about that, how that came back yes so uh, exactly uh, so i repeat this story very often <laughs> um when i got married i was uh, having a position in tata institute and uh, my husband was working his name is raman he was working in tanzania dar es salaam um, as a as a, a chief auditor for for government and so i thought i'll take a break and i thought i will even uh, resign from tata institute but the dean at that time of the faculty of mathematics of the school of mathematics he encouraged me to take a leave of absence for a year and go and then decide okay so i went with my husband to dar es salaam and we even went together to the university to have a look whether i could do something but there was no not much of an option so at that time uh, i was there for about 6 months also i mean not in contact with any mathematics and outside world it's not today's world of zooming <laughs> all those things it was in 1976 and then i had a postdoc position opening up in zurich at eth so my husband uh, raman looked at this letter of invitation and uh, he had a very good job in tanzania and he had options to shift to world bank and so on he looked at this and he saw me quite unhappy not doing mathematics he said let's take this i'll resign my job and go with you okay not many many people will make a, make the step so he did resign his job he came with me to zurich we were there for a year as a postdoc then we both came back to india tata institute welcomed me back and raman had a very good job back in india so everything got back into gears but the critical period if he had not accompanied me i might have just given up mathematics at that point it was very pivotal to my continuing with mathematics and i owe it to him oh so. i think that's just such an amazing and powerful story and i really hope that many people who listen to this will value value that and value that experience and value yeah. the sacrifice that you each made for each other and the support it 
that you gave to each other. I think it's... Um, yeah, it was uh, indeed very pivotal for my continuing career and for the rest of the career also. He was, um, he was all support to me. And he's all actually here in Cambridge at the moment, isn't he? He is in yes. Cambridge with me at this yes. moment. <laughs> and he knows I'm giving a talk and so on. <laughs> we share everything. That's lovely. That's, yeah, that's, that's super inspiring to realise just how much anyone, whether they're your spouse or whatever, can empower in that, in that very meaningful way. It's career. just not, not my spouse. My son is constantly tracking me. And he said, oh, you gave a talk. How did this go? What was the title of the talk? He's a finance man. He has no idea. He just had an <laughs> undergrad math degree. But he tracks me all the time and he's full of enthusiasm what I'm doing, what lecture I'm lovely? giving and so on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's really uplifting to hear. Thank you. <laughs> and do you understand the, um, does he talk to you about the work that he does and the mathematics involved that in um, his work in the finance world? Um, when he talks to me, I understand very little. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, he talks more to me about mathematics than I do to him about finance. <laughs> oh, that's, that's lovely. And something else I'd like to um, ask. So we're now back in the world of seeing people again. You know, there's, there's seven times more people in the Institute at this workshop than there are who are online. And I'd just love for you just to talk a little bit about what it's about, what it's been like reconnecting with people, how much you'd seen people before this workshop and before this program. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, the, especially in the, the recent situation of the pandemic, since uh, January 2020, I have never traveled out of Atlanta for about uh, two years. And this is my first international trip after the, since the pandemic. So I was thrilled to be with people, to see people, to talk to people. Everything is exhilarating for me after the pandemic. It's indeed true. It's my very first trip. And, uh, oh, that's, and, that's wonderful. And, and you can feel that energy in the room, can't you, of that exhilaration? Yeah, I, absolutely. It is true. And similar sentiments are mentioned by several colleagues. And it has been a very, very, very enjoyable, fruitful trip for me mathematically. I'm so happy to hear that. It, was, I, it made me reflect. When I opened the workshop this morning... Um, this was uh, the first workshop of this part half of the program, and I opened the last first workshop, which was two years and five months ago oh. to this day, and it felt it felt amazing seeing the faces that we recognised from the first sure. iteration of this program back in the building again, and it felt like sure mm-hmm. a real excitement in that we'd overcome uh, to a very large extent the hurdle and there was just this energy of this room everyone's so happy to be here and exchanging ideas and mathematics it's absolutely true what you're saying and it's just uh, yeah it's really i'm so happy i'm here <laughs> so. it's it's a difficult question to ask because mainly it's an opportunity for professional networking and enjoying the seminars being stimulated by them but do you think you're finding a good opportunity to uh, sort of exchange information? A lot of people say that they discover things from other people at the workshop, which really open their eyes to a new direction for their own research. I don't know if you've been to any INI programs or workshops before. So actually, you know, I am very, very, uh, uh, I have positive reaction to talking to people. And much of my research either originated or developed through personal interactions and conversations with mathematicians at meetings, workshops, and so on and so forth. Uh, 
this has been my main source of inspiration all my career and so in fact uh, the very first one of my major mathematical programs the so called uh, u invariant of quadratic forms i don't want to take uh some question which i was interested in the very first step of progress was done when i was visiting newton institute along with another colleague suresh and it started off at that time with a positive step and this continued after more than 10 15 years the next big step happened and even today i'm interested in continuing questions on the same uh, on the same topic so i I gain a lot by talking to people and interacting with mathematicians at such meetings. That's true. It's it's lovely to hear. How long were you here for the first time around? First time I was here for just 3 weeks. Already it was a very fruitful stay. It was very nice and, uh, and the effect of it is still continuing the program. Yeah. That's amazing that that impact is it's still, still impacting there. on sure. you. Sure. And in fact the talk I gave today is something on the question which i looked at at that time so many years later that's that's just um delight for us to hear and uh, i'm sure anyone listening can tell that in the background we have the hubbub of your colleagues at this particular workshop because this is a break in between the seminars sure. and you've kindly given us your time during this period which is is wonderful um do, would you have any sort of advice from your experience of being here to pass on to anyone who may be thinking of visiting visiting the institute yes grab the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> no i think this this town itself uh, has uh, an atmosphere and uh, uh, universities everywhere colleges there. i mean i love university and college towns uh, and cambridge is special and um, you have every ambience you need to uh, just think of your work talk to people interact with a wide spectrum of people and it's just wonderful yeah mm. i'm always very interested because um almost all academics are very well traveled and particularly yourself you know you you are currently uh, based working in the US you have spent a lot of your career working in india and of course visiting the uk for events like this um so, it would you say that there's much of a difference in the working environments between those three places or do you find that maths and people are the same in in each uh, environment um I think I would uh, I would uh, uh the environments uh, I mean of course the research institutes in such meetings like Newton Institute I would compare like the Oberolfach Institute for Mathematics or the Banff or there are similar institutions where there are over the year meetings and so on they are all exhilarating wonderful but each has its own ambience and attractions each one like Cambridge or this black forest in germany or the banff national park they all have their distincting features about tata tata institute india and emory university there is a distinction also because tata institute is a pure research institute emory university is a teaching uh, university so i also enjoy teaching undergrads and so on is that i started after i left tata institute they have different ambiences however both provided me with the best of opportunities so that's well, wonderful to hear thank you so much i'm very aware that the bell has just gone saying it's <laughs> the end of the break and we have taken up your entire uh, break but thank you so much for this wonderful talking to both of you oh, and you. i hope i made some sense <laughs> it was just wonderful thank you so much it's been a joy thank you.